The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today in the ongoing major story of the day. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up, we will get a report from a journalist uh, covering Israel from the, the American uh, viewpoint on this. We will talk with a woman who is in personal contact with uh, family members of those who have been kidnapped and uh, killed. And we will get some strategy uh, insight from Katie McFarland. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. We're glad to have you with us. Stay right here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He's playing the role. As well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Welcome in. It's a very busy Tuesday. I hope you had a great Columbus Day. I was uh, not prepared for the uh, breakout of the news, the size that it was on Saturday and Sunday. And so as I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location today, we are working hard to try to give you the facts as we know them. And we will try to do all that we can to make sure that uh, you are up to speed on the very specifics of what we are dealing with. I will tell you this, the the number of uh, dead continues to rise. And those that are uh, that are uh, responding to it here in the U.S. continue to kind of uh, take out a, a very uh, different path, uh, you might say, than what some of us have. You know, it's a sad thing. America used to be a very pro-Israel country. And when I see headlines like the one coming out of Harvard University, where a man is literally walking up to Israel supporters in, in light of all of this and say to those that are, that are nearby that they are... Um, that they are in fact Nazis. He's calling them Nazis and telling them that uh, that they are, you know, basically evil people for supporting the Is- Israelis in this. It it stuns. How could you have the viral footage that you had going around the entirety of um, of the story th- this last weekend, and you see all of the all of the social media posts and all of the videos of the women and children and older ladies that are being taken and the heinous things that are being done to them and have anyone look at that and say that if you feel sympathy for those people, that you're a Nazi, it it doesn't make sense. And it's not reasonable to take that position on this issue. And when you see numbers now that are, that are uh, closing in on a thousand Israeli deaths. I want you to think about this, friends. On 9-11, which was our, our largest single number of American dead in history in terms of a single attack, it, it outpaced uh, Pearl Harbor. Um, you're talking about per capita, and this, this attack in Israel, for just the deaths that we know, and the numbers are going to increase five to six times Maybe even more than that, what we have uh, seen in Israel is, is, is greater than what America experienced on 9-11. There is no measurement for the horror that the Israelis are facing. And as these demonstrators uh, are confronting uh, counter-protesters in Cambridge, Massachusetts, you have people calling up, uh, running up to the people that are pro-Israel, and they're saying, you're a Nazi. Animals, animals, you pig animals, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Uh, this is a man who's wearing the Palestinian colors, of course, uh, but the demonstration held outside of Cambridge City Hall, half a mile away from 
Harvard, where more than two dozen student organizations declared Saturday that Israel was entirely responsible for the war. How do you make that assertion? Well, but I, but New York's not any better. We had, we had tens of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters on Sunday in Times Square chanting, believing everything that the Iranian parliament chanted and believed and calling Israel the equivalent uh, names that they, they called them overseas. But how telling was it that you had uh, the, Iran- the Iranian parliament standing and chanting death to the U.S., death to Israel within minutes of the, uh, of the, of the incursions beginning? How, how, is it, how is it possible that uh, we're, we're dealing with uh, uh, this, this level of um, open defiance of what is good and decent and expect the world to not call it what it is? And this, this begs a question for American culture. The question that we should be asking is, to what degree do we say and do we countenance these people that are cheering on these deaths with the ability to do so. I'm not, I'm not a big, let's take our first amendment rights away from people, but I don't want to see Palestinian protesters saying death to Israel on American soil within, uh, within hours of thousands of Israelis being butchered. Call me crazy. That's not something I want to see protected. I know it's not, it's not very uh, traditionalist of me. And I, you know, that I, I support the uh, the first and the second amendments uh, very very strongly, but it just seems to me that these pro Palestinian protests that are taking place all over, and you've got Rashida Tlaib, you've got um, uh, you know um, Omar from Minnesota, you've got AOC, you've got all these people that are uh, calling Israel the the heinous names that they are and saying that they deserved all of this. Friends, let's be very clear about something. Uh, you're going to hear again and again in the weeks to come, people describe uh, Israel as being an apartheid government. It is not. Arabs live in peace inside of Israel's borders by large numbers. There are, there are, um, there are Arabs that represent parts of Israel in the, uh, in the Israeli parliament. You, you have a pluralistic government that does not discriminate against people simply because they are Muslim or Arab. That is not that is not the case. What is the case is that you've had the people of Iran, not the people, you've had the mullahs in Iran declare Israel public enemy number one and doing everything they can to push them into the ocean since they've been a country. And almost 50 years to the day, you had um, you had the entire Arab world attempting to declare war, the war, the Yom Kippur war, and to uh, basically do just that. They wanted to push Israel into the sea. We have sent our carrier. We have sent a very clear message. We are going to help Israel with intelligence. We're going to help them with munitions. We're not going to put boots on the ground, but we will help arm them to the teeth, if necessary, to beat this evil. And here's another kind of curveball in all of this. They may have regional support as well. The Saudis may come to their aid. You may see um, Qatar or Dubai or some of the others that they have opened up with via the Abraham Accords uh, relationships with, because Iran wants to kill all those people too. And as long as you have the radical maniacs in charge in Iran, 
you're going to have a very large threat to the entire region. Now, um, there's a lot of other geopolitical stuff that we can talk about. Does Iran uh, cozy up to Russia? Does this turn into a larger conflict that the world gets in, in enveloped in? I hope that's not the case. But whatever is the case, we need to do something that sends a clear message. And that message is this. We stand with Israel now and forever. This is their homeland. It is their world. There was ne never a Palestinian nation. There was never a Palestinian government. It was not a, a section of the world that was ever Palestinian in identity. These, quote, Palestinians are largely other Arabs from the region that want to take Israel and want to push Israel into the sea. And we can't let them do it. We just can't. Kevin McCullough, we've got a big show for you. Coming up next, Tom Trattup from SRN News and AllIsrael.com will join us with uh, some updates on what's going on. Bethany Mandel is on this assignment. She is personally in contact with family members that have had family members uh, kidnapped and killed in the last 48 hours. And then KT McFarland, the civilian equivalent of a four-star admiral or general, will join us with her take on what's going on. She has a very good piece in Fox News today. I need you to go read. Uh, it tells you what Iran's endgame in all of this is. But we'll get to all of those as we continue here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. Commander Phil Robertson, get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever 
from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, as we continue with special coverage uh, today, I am hoping to uh, interact with uh, some of our military leadership to get a better handle on what's going on with Iran and Israel. But we continue our special coverage. Tom Trattup is a longtime executive and friend of Kevin McCullough Radio and Salem Communications. But he's also now part of the All Israel uh, family with Joel Rosenberg and company and just started that job just a week ago. And Tom joins us now at Kevin McCullough Radio. Tom, talk about the serendipity of timing. This is uh, rather remarkable that we have you here and have you uh, able to discuss all of this today. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. God bless you for uh, your prayers for Israel. They need them. And uh what I will tell you is that, yeah, timing in life is everything. Uh, <laughs> it's clear that the people that are the evil in the world, namely Hamas, uh, those guys have done a terrible thing in terms of human carnage and in terms of uh, changing the paradigm of what was a peaceful time in the Middle East. Uh, it was, all we were talking about before Saturday morning was the rapprochement between Saudi Arabia and Israel. They'd made so many entreaties to each other. They were exchanging tourism ministers and talking about 
new ways to find uh, economic progress between the two countries. And everybody was thinking, wow, we're really moving in the right direction. We wake up on Saturday morning and here are people hang gliding over uh, a youth festival where kids are dancing and machine gunning kids to death and capturing hostages. And, you know, I don't need to recapture or recount all of the things that you've already detailed on your program. But the fact is that uh, these are bad guys. And as my boss, Joel Rosenberg, who you referred to, the founder of allisrael.com, uh, which I would invite people to go to. It's it's a fascinating website and has uh, updates that are way ahead of anything that we're getting in the States. Right. Um, but as he said, he compared it to the situation in America when there's a uh, mass shooter or somebody who's creating deaths in a school. Uh, he said the Biden administration, specifically our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, is calling on Israel to work toward a ceasefire and to pull back, even as they're preparing to retaliate for these horrible attacks. And as as Joel said so well, you know, if you've got a madman in a school shooting kids, you don't go to the SWAT team and say, uh, let's have a ceasefire and let's negotiate with him to pull back and give him more room. You blow the guy's head off and then you say, uh, you know, now let's rescue the kids. Yeah. And that's what's needed in Israel to sort of net it down to common talk. I mean, we don't need a ceasefire. We need to get the hostages back as quickly and as efficiently as humanly possible. There's nobody better, as you know, than the Mossad or the the people in uh, Israel to do that. They've executed these many times. So, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting time to be linked with allisrael.com and also to watch these events unfolding. It's so sad. And my pastor on uh, Sunday morning, Jack Graham at Prestonwood Baptist Church here in Dallas, uh, literally made everybody cry talking about the need to pray for Israel and how these evil madmen have to just be put down. And that's the case. We have to stop acting like this is a course in geopolitics at, uh, Williams College or something. Yeah. So say, for the sake of time, Tom, let me yeah. try to get some rapid fire things in, in here. Sure. What have we learned in the last 24 hours? I know that Israel has responded with some degree of force and some degree of precision. What did they take out? Well, they've taken out a number of uh, Hamas targets, areas where they have concentrations of uh, these terrorists and these militants. Uh, but they're also what we have to worry about is to be fighting on three sides because Hamas on the southern border of Israel is uh, already proven that they have capabilities we did not realize. Uh, And whether or not Iran was pulling the strings or not, that's for others to figure out. But they're at the southern border. On the north, we've got Hezbollah in Lebanon firing rockets and causing trouble. And then they're also saying that there may be people who are on the Western Bank that are planning to do things. Israel needs to put down Hamas and to deal with them and not fight on three different fronts. And it's 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 terrifying to think about the implications if everybody's attacking at once. Yeah. Well, it's reminiscent of the Yom Kippur War that was nearly 50 days to the to the day um, prior. And we know that that radicals like to signify their attacks on historic 
kind of milestone. So it's yes. not completely surprising that they would choose this time period. And as you mentioned, the Abraham Accords um, and even the entreating of Saudi Arabia to be more um, involved with Israel are all things that Iran very much dislikes. I don't know that people in the States necessarily understand it, but Iran is as hated in Saudi Arabia as they are uh, in Israel in terms of uh, their animosity and, and uh, hostilities towards those countries. So there's a, uh, there's a, a very, uh, I think, good set of allies if Israel finds itself in a larger conflict that might be able to come to their aid. We did move um, a, a carrier unit closer to Israel. I think it was lazy journalism that was reporting that we sent one there. We've got one there all the time, but they are offshore of Israel now. What are they providing that we know of? I don't know, to be honest with you, because uh, there's a certain amount of this that's buttoned up and should be so that sure. because terrorists can also listen online to your show and to watch American television. There's no reason for us to telegraph what we're doing. But I think that what they need to do is they need to offer strong military support and to be sending missiles and not have a ground war. I mean, urban warfare in a place like uh, the Gaza Strip is just we're, we're going into Vietnam again and we don't right. want that. And Israel isn't asking that. They're saying we can handle that. The, the, the crazy part about this whole thing is that on Saturday, when President Biden bellied up to the microphones and said, uh, you know, reading off the prompter, said, hey, uh, don't worry, Israel, we've got your back. It's reminiscent of a T-shirt that's sold in all the gift shops all over the state of Israel, which is just the opposite message. It shows uh, F-16 fighters with the Star of David on the fuselage and IDF tanks. And the T-shirt legend reads, don't worry, America, we've got your back. It's kind of pathetic how things have changed since President Trump was in office. And as he said in Iowa on Saturday, they didn't mess like this with me. They wouldn't have done this if I were in office. And some of that is partisan politics, which everybody seems to throw their hands up and, you know, get upset about. And, and part of it is true. We didn't yeah. see this kind of craziness. We had peace in the Middle East. We had, you know, energy independence. And now everything is up in the air because we have projected an image of weakness and an image of nothing but words not being backed up. So I hope those people you referred to that are our military off the coast of Israel are prepared to send massive firepower in to support Israel. Yeah, I think that it's weapons and logistics that they're probably going to be supporting. Correct. Yeah. But we will, we're going to follow this every day this week, and Tom's going to be with us uh, with regular updates. Tom, thank you for what you're doing. Allisrael.com is where you go. Friends, we're coming right back on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. God bless you, Kevin. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time 
I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. 
obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Glad to have you with us. Uh, and thanks to uh, Robert Jeffress and for Kelsey Bowler uh, joining us today. There is some other news of the day I want to get to uh, because there's a lot of things that we need to be thinking about and be aware of. And maybe you've been following the madness down in uh, D.C. Um, well, it, it appears that Jim Jordan, um, the Republican from Ohio, who's been chairing the Judiciary Committee for most of this uh, Congress, looks like he has put his hat forward for the Speaker of the House uh, position. And you may remember back when Kevin McCarthy ran for Speaker uh, that there were people trying to talk Jim Jordan into becoming the Speaker of the House, and he declined. He supported Kevin McCarthy, and he said that uh, McCarthy was a good guy and that he had he had kind of earned the, the right to become Speaker. Um, even after McCarthy was uh, historically thrown out uh, this last week, and I'm, I'm, I'm still torn on this. I, I like Kevin McCarthy as a human being. I think he's a good man. Um, Jim Jordan was quoted as saying, he has kept his word, and I think we should keep him as Speaker. Um, that speaks loudly to the character of Kevin McCarthy and to the character of Jim Jordan. That speaks loudly to who they are as people. And I love the idea of Jim Jordan becoming the next speaker of the house. I think he's going to, I think he's going to do all the tough stuff that McCarthy was doing with uh, Democrats in terms of trying to hold them accountable. But I think he's going to, I think he's going to push harder on some of the domestic stuff that, um, that we need, we to be candid, we need to be paying more attention to. I was on with Mike Gallagher on his show earlier today, and he's been running a poll for the last few days of where people that listen to his national show can weigh in and they're voting on one question. Um, should Kevin McCarthy, you know, be removed as speaker? It, it's over 80% in response that the American people have said that they, they thought that that was a good idea. Look, I may have personal feelings about Kevin McCarthy. I, I appreciate his integrity. I appreciate who he has been as a leader. I think he's a, a, a good man. I think he's, you know, demonstrated himself in very honorable ways with a lot of dignity and a lot of honor. Um, but if the people are saying that they want someone more aggressive in that position, I, I, I'm not. Who am I to argue with that? So. I'm going to let the people decide and I'm going to, I'm going to support that if they, if the people are not going against what, you know, I believe are bigger, you know, more moral questions, but here's the thing. Um, Matt Gates is the guy, the Congressman from Florida that has done all of the, the throwing out of, you know, the old and in with the new kind of thing. He was asked about Jim Jordan becoming the speaker of the house. And he said, my mentor, Jim Jordan would be great. Um, Jordan has been the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, and as that chair, he has led investigations into the Biden administration this year that have really turned out results. There would be a number of things we would not know about that are speaking loudly to the character and to the integrity of the Biden administration that we can now know for sure because of the evidence that Jim Jordan, his committee uncovered. So I think that's, I think that's an important, I think that's an important caveat that what, who we're putting in Kevin McCarthy's place 
is someone who's got more fight. Uh, not that he's necessarily any different in character or stature, but that he's got more fight. And that seems to be what uh, people are wanting. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel positive about that. Now, Steve Scalise is, uh, he was number two to Kevin McCarthy in the traditional uh, line of, of leadership. He's put his hat forward for leadership, but I don't, I don't know that he's going to marshal the enthusiasm that a Jim Jordan is. He just hasn't been as demonstrable on some of these issues. Jordan's led the hostile examinations of people that have tried to lie to the American people, and he's gotten them held accountable. That's a feather in the cap. And I'm, I'm personally pretty excited about the concept of Jim Jordan becoming the next Speaker of the House. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. Next Tuesday, I think it is. Yeah, according to the temporary Speaker, Patrick McHenry, the GOP will hold a candidate forum next Tuesday, and that will begin the elections. They will begin marking off names at that point in time for uh, who's going to be Speaker and who's not. Uh, so that should be good. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, I, I I have a lot of confidence that if Jim Jordan's the speaker, we we only improve what was already a very strong speakership. So we'll we'll take another step forward uh, in that regard. So it, it's it's a great position moving forward, um, and lots of reasons to be excited about that. Kevin McCullough, when we come back, uh, it is Parenting Day. Shelly Goldberg's with us with another idea or two as to how to help you stay de-stressed in these very stressful times. Stay with the us. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak, uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. 
So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. It's happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, we continue with special coverage uh, from an undisclosed location uh, today, friends. And I did not intend to make it so mysterious, but it is a very concerning day that the world is facing. If you've seen the headlines today, you know that Benjamin Netanyahu has pledged that we have just begun the retaliation against really the Iran-backed attack on Israel and what happens from here we continue to discuss today. Uh, let's turn to KT McFarland who is the civilian equivalent of a four-star general or admiral. She has served multiple administrations as national security roles uh, have demanded and she rejoins us with a great piece today at foxnews.com titled terrorists are fighting war on Israel but one country is pulling the strings. KT, I think that we need to continue to tell the world that Iran, 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 Iran is the problem. Uh, we have to deal with this rogue country, this danger to all of planet Earth, and the globe needs to speak with one voice. Your thoughts? Well, sadly, you know, I think you're right, but sadly, the world will not speak with one voice. And my concern is all of this is that Iran is, is pulling the strings, not just with Hamas, but trying to pull the strings with the world. What they want is a fight with Israel. They want Israel to go into Gaza. They want to see civilian casualties. And Hamas says Hamas uses women and children as human shields. They want that. Why do they want that? Because they want to disrupt any Arab-Israeli peace, any peace between Israel and Saudi Arabia, which is imminent. They want to undo the Abraham Accords, and they want the world to look at Israel, not Iran, but Israel, as the pariah nation and abandon Israel, and then Iran feels it goes in for the kill. 
what is the United States role in advising or lending logistics or whatever else? And is there a possibility that Netanyahu could uh, do two things at once, target the Gaza planning sites, but maybe also hit a target or two in Iran? What would the what would the impact be there? Well, the, the first question is, well, so what's the U.S. role with regard to Israel? I, I want to point out that 50 years ago, almost to the day, I was in the White House Situation Room working as a young junior aide to Henry Kissinger when the first Yom Kippur War happened. And all the Arab countries, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Syria, et cetera, Jordan, et cetera, they all invaded Israel together. The first phone call that Golda Meir, the Israeli prime minister, made was to, to Henry Kissinger, the national security advisor, my boss, and to Richard Nixon saying, we have a surprise attack. We're being hit on all sides. The first response of Nixon and Kissinger was, how can we help? And what Israel needed was resupply as they were drawing, as they were using up their weapons. They wanted to be resupplied. And the second thing they wanted was U.S. intelligence because our sophisticated, particular satellite technology is so much better than anybody's. Immediately, the United States went in to help. Now, we sent stuff on C-130s. European countries didn't want to take sides, didn't want to support Israel. They would not let American aircraft refuel on European air sites on their way to Israel. So that's one indication. Nothing much has changed in the last 50 years, except the adversary this time is Mm. Iran. And my concern is that what Iran is doing is trying to isolate Israel, as I said. And the phone call between Biden and Netanyahu, or maybe Netanyahu and the people who are really in charge in the White House, was to ask for two things. Can you back us up? Can you backfill us for weapons? We want diplomatic support, and we want to have intelligence that you're collecting to help us fight this war. That was all forthcoming. President Biden, three days ago, said we stand with Israel. But here's what I worry happens next, which is as Israel does go into the Gaza and does kill off Hamas, Hamas political and military leadership, and does blow up the arms depots and does have civilian casualties, because again, Hamas puts its military- They do it on purpose. Yeah, They want their human shields. They want their people to die because they want the PR value and the shock value of it, that the world public opinion starts turning against Israel. And that's the sticking point for Biden. Is he going to backfill his support or is he going to like walk away from supporting Israel? And if that happens and a month from now, Israel concludes we're on our own. The Europeans aren't supporting us. The Americans aren't supporting us. We have nothing left to lose. We know we have to stop Iran's nuclear program because Iran has just shown that they are very comfortable with taking little tiny Israeli two-year-olds, putting them in cages just reminiscent of Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, that that's how Iran wants to act. That's how Hamas wants to act. If that's what the world we're facing, we're going to do it on our own, and we're going to go take out those Iranian nuclear sites. And then you got a bigger war. Now, the second question is the Hamas question, and plus the Hezbollah question in the north, and I think it will be difficult, although not impossible, for Israel to take on two and potentially even a three-sided war. The thing that I've wondered, uh, and having been to Israel three or, three or four times in the last uh, six, seven years, um, is why Israel does not retake Gaza and the West Bank, what they call the West Bank. It's actually much larger than the West Bank. Um, but why they don't take that territory and tell the world to stick a fork in it. Like they just, they, 
every time they give up land, they end up suffering these types of um, atrocities. Yeah. Now, Israel did occupy the, I think it's, for geography, it's worth thinking about where is Israel located. Think of Israel as a big peanut standing on a, a standing upright. On the left side of the peanut is the, it's called the Gaza Strip, and that's where Hamas is operating out. Very densely populated, urban populated. They're just stoked on anger and murder and all the horrible things you can think of. On the east side, the right side of the peanut is called the West Bank. Even though it's on the east, it's called the West Bank. And that's where the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Army, and that's where the various splinter groups of the PLO are. They're, they're, Israel occupies part of that, but there's a part of it that they don't occupy. In the north, and the north is where the most dangerous military threat is, is Lebanon. And that's the um, Hezbollah, again, supported by and paid for by Iran. And if the Hezbollah moves in the northern part of the peanut, northern part of Israel, and moves in and tries to take the Golan Heights, um, which is the commanding heights of the entire region from Lebanon to Syria to Israel, even over to Jordan, then Israel has a really big problem and has a really big problem defending its, the whole north of Israel. All right. Um, real quick, KT, a final question. Uh, to what degree did $6 billion that Joe Biden give Iran just a few weeks ago have anything to do with this? You know, this is what makes me so mad. Money is fungible. You give Iran $6 billion, you promise to give Iran $6 billion, they're going to spend that $6 billion, and they're not going to spend it on, on hospitals and maternity wards and medicine for babies. They're spending it on Hamas and Hezbollah and weapons and death to Israel. All right, KT, we're going to be checking in with you as this proceeds. Thank you for your insights. And as always, thank you for helping us understand. It's a pleasure. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? 
We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes of today's show. I just want to I just want to share with you one of the stories that's coming out of this. You know, America is not um, we, we have been touched by this. There are at least 11 Americans that have died, and there are at least that many that have been kidnapped that we don't know what their outcomes have been yet. But one of the um, American Israelis that was taken captive shared a um, text with uh, his mother uh, before he died. And this was what uh, the mother of that 23-year-old missing American Israeli had to say today uh, and shared as the last text message before from her son before he was driven away by Hamas over the weekend um, was, I love you. Uh, Rachel Goldberg told reporters gathered in Tel Aviv that the messages from her, from her son, Hirsch Goldberg Poland, came into her phone Saturday morning and that she has not heard from him since. There were two texts in a row from Hirsch at 8.11 a.m. The first one said, Mom, I love you. And it also said, I'm sorry. And so I knew immediately wherever he was, it was a terrible situation, Goldberg said. I took it to mean I love you and I'm sorry because whatever is going to happen is going to cause you tremendous pain and worry. Since that time, I, of course, tried calling him right back. There was no answer. I've texted him a couple of times. Are you okay? But I've not heard from him since the text I received at 11 on Saturday morning, she added. Goldberg said that her son was attending the music festival in southern Israel on Saturday that was attacked by Hamas, leaving more than 250 dead. Hamas came in after the gunfire settled down and said, anyone who can walk, stand up and walk out, she said. We are told that he was completely calm. I think he was probably in shock. And he got up and he walked out with five other people, young people from the music festival, two young women, three other young men. They were put on a pickup truck and driven away by Hamas. And the police told us one thing they knew is that the last known cell signal from his phone was on the border with Gaza. His father described his son as a smiley, fun-loving guy who people gravitated toward. Other American Israelis who are missing, according to their families, are Ite Chen, 19, Adrian Netta, 66, Sagui Dekel Chen, 35. Their loved ones spoke alongside Goldberg Poland's parents on Tuesday in Tel Aviv, pleading for help from the Biden administration. Uh, I'm asking the U.S. not to take a back seat. 
The U.S. has a lot of resources at its attention, and it is able to do many things that can be different than what the Israeli government can do, said Ruby Chan, the father of Itay. And we are asking on behalf of my family for President Biden, where we assure his heart is in the right place when it comes to Israel and Secretary of State Blinken to do what they can to make this end and for us for and for us to be as soon as possible whole again, become a family again. And that is the final thoughts uh, of um, the families that, that made that plea to uh, Joe Biden uh, just today. We will continue with uh, up to the minute coverage on the war in Israel. Uh, I'm Kevin McCullough. There is no equivocation for me. There is no um, there there is no ceasefire. Uh, Israel has the right to ex- execute justice, and they should in this case. They if they if necessary take back Gaza, take back the West Bank, but do it now. Kevin McCullough. We will see you next time.